1: Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. As the shirt I'm wearing says, Manscaped is the best way to. Thank your balls for existing. You can make them look nice and make them feel nice down below the belts. And they have one of the best packages pretty much in the world for trimming any type of hair. Obviously the best for below the belt. Manscaped includes the new Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, an amazing carrying case for traveling with your package, for your package, as well as some beautiful ball deodorant designed with anti-chafe in mind to keep you clean down there, and some new crop preserver as well to keep you fresh on top of that. It's a great package. You cannot do better. I even used it to trim my beard up as well, so... Anywhere and everywhere they are taking care of you. You can go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole. A left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rentinen. He suits and scars. Nathan McKinnon, Col J.T. Comfort, 877 goes now, Gabriel Landeskog, Collective Hugs, 29 and 92, me by Grubauer move over Picasso, this piece of art is by McKinnon, my goodness gracious. <laughs> Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. The official beer of the DNVR squad is, of course, Breckenridge Brewery, which you can pick up from Davidson's. So, get on at either of their locations in Centennial and Highlands Ranch. I'm Rudo. he's AJ. On today's episode, we are taking a look at a couple of things. First of all, a potential new hockey league coming for summer's. Which, you know, in a normal season, there wouldn't be talk of NHL hockey being played at this time. So, some things to look forward to there. And a little bit later, we'll be diving into the abs depth and, excuse me, what it may look like going forward. But I wanted to start with this three ice league, AJ. Uh, the immediate thing that it jumped out and reminded me of was the Beauty League that has been quite popular in the off season the past couple of years up in Minnesota, where... They play four on four with a, a range of players from NHL down to uh, even a few college players and everything in between play in that league. So, a, a pretty wide range of players have been able to get in. This one, it looks like they're based out of Massachusetts, maybe, but they don't have anything solid about team locations. However, they have made a big splash announcing they plan to debut in twenty twenty one and they've announced some pretty big name coaches for some of these teams, including a number of Hall of Famers, uh, Guy Carboneau, Grant Fuhrer, and even ex Ab's assistant coach Brian Trottier as well. So did you call him Guy Carboneau? Did I say Guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. There there you go. You know I can't pronounce Res- respect even respect the Gee, sir. You know, I'm not from the the French parts of the world, so. I hear ya. And we ha- we work with a guy now, to be fair, so. That's true, we do work, we work with a lot of guys. <laughs> An actual person named guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we do.
1: And congrats <laughs> to him on his good news. Yes, really. yes, the, the intern is now, uh, oh, he listens to everything, believe it. Too true (laughs)
0: um yeah it's pretty cool man uh like it's i you know i think it's exciting like why why not right like if it's not taking away from anything they said that basically um it's gonna consist of guys who are in their mid-20s early 30s uh guys who are you know great skaters great puck handlers it's all about it's all about offense and creativity there will be eight teams consisting of six skaters and one goaltender so not exactly robust lineups here no
1: a lot but, of cruising going to happen no doubt but
0: yeah well and it just seems it seems wild I'm like I don't know what kind of format the games are gonna be because you can't imagine they're gonna play three 20 minute periods of three on three. Yeah with
1: with that with with six skaters. I like mean that's right. We've seen the Avs oh. prospects try and do that with a full lineup and they're dying after three periods up in the uh, yeah. up in Fort Collins. So yeah, they I mean, just exhausted. Like it just
0: it's just you're I mean you it's constantly it's non-stop go 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 go. Yep. So I Whatever, whatever it looks like. I mean, I hope it. I hope that it. You know, we can actually see it come to fruition. Uh, six of the coaches are Hall of Fame coaches, and John LeClair and I can't remember who the other one are. The only ones who aren't in the Hall of Fame, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know, man. I'm down. I, I like I like watching three v three and having a no stakes three v three where. They get to take it seriously, and I get to just sit back and
1: watch it for funsies? Sure. See... I'm down. I mean, I would like them to take (laughs) it semi-seriously, but as I'm, you know, looking through all of their information, they do say this will be a, a tour. So they'll have nine cities that they stop in and play games in across the summer. And... That makes me think of like the and one tour for basketball. And that's, I would love to see a league like that for hockey where they loosen the rules up a little bit and it's just guys trying to style on each other as much as possible out on the ice. Yeah, that'd
0: be great. That would be, I mean, hockey could use any, anytime we're talking about hockey finding a way to be more fun. Yeah. And to show more personality. I'm 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 down to at
1: least explore it. For it's sure. at least of interest to me. Yeah. I want to see someone hide a puck in their pants and then score a goal basically. Is what I'm saying. Light <laughs> <laughs> your stick on fire. There you go. No offsides. You can cherry pick 100% of the distance of the ice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm down man. I'm, I I mean it just it sounds like good old harmless fun to me in 3v3. I like 3v3. Um whether or not I like that it determines outcomes of games that have meaning I don't doesn't really matter but i I enjoy watching the format itself i'm I'm down for it why not dude like honestly it's just cool yeah're we're seeing we're seeing all kinds of like we've we've had two football leagues try to start up and pretend
1: to be development leagues and mm-hmm. Fail catastrophically.
0: Yeah, well, one of them ran out of money, and the other one ran into a pandemic. And it's like, well,
1: well, and this was also uh, the second go at it for that one, right? <laughs> so, I'm, you know, uh, like you said, the the and
0: one league, uh, the and one tour. It's popular. It's fun. It's whatever. I
1: I just feel like this is it's more hockey for me to watch. Yeah, well. It- <laughs> When you're comparing it to other sports, like like you mentioned, the two leagues that have tried to become football feeder teams, I think realistically in hockey, you just can't have another league like that. There are so many yeah, developmental me- leagues for hockey that you have a little bit more lateral freedom to, to be a fun three-on-three league and, and things like that, so... Makes more sense in the, in in that regard in hockey certainly, and yeah, it it should be fun. Um, you know, in the normal summers, I usually get pretty desperate around uh, July and August, where you'll find me watching the the New Zealand Ice Hockey League or the Australian Ice Hockey League. And don't get me wrong, I appreciate them a lot, but uh, the quality of hockey is a significant dip. We'll put it that Whoa. way
0: when when it was a major step forward for the n z i h l that they uh, all of their rinks finally got boards in place right, <laughs> you know, like you're just talking about a completely different world of expectations down there for yep. uh, for what it is. I mean, that's i I've enjoyed watching the New Zealand League for a number of years for a number of reasons, you know, of course, Casey being one of them, but It was, yeah. I mean, I'm uh, any kind of alternative. I'm I'm happy to to get, and hopefully the New Zealand leagues continue to grow because I would love to go down there and actually take in some
1: hockey. Yeah, I mean, hockey everywhere. That's the that's the idea, and some places a lot easier than others. Some places a lot more successful than others. New Zealand and Australia, not exactly. Built for hockey, as far as weather is yeah. concerned, but
0: not exactly hot beds. But you know, lukewarm beds are still beds. Yeah,
1: exactly. So you know, <laughs> like AJ, maybe someday I'll go down there and and be able to watch some hockey. But until then, this is still an Avalanche podcast. At the end of the day, but that was a little bit of uh, hockey news around the world with the three ice hopefully coming next summer. We'll take our first period break here as it is time to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery as the official beer of DNBR. They have their farmhouse down in Littleton where you can pick up any type of Breck brew you can imagine. And you can also get $5 off a meal for pickup when you use code DNBR when you head on down there. They can, excuse me, also get delivery from apps like Drizzly or even head down to your nearest grocery store and find them there. So they're out there. Be sure to pick it up when you can and get that $5 off from the farmhouse with code DNBR when you call 303-803-1380. Second period of the DNBR Avalanche podcast. Not sure about the timing of things, but we will also have a written roundtable up today talking about the abs depth and how important heart and soul players are to a team in a, a Stanley Cup run. So, I also wanted to talk about that today and more specifically as has been the conversation a lot with a healthy avalanche team. What does that depth look like for the abs? Because the top of the lineup is easy. You can have whoever you want on each line in the top six, but you know, McKinnon, Landeskog, Ranton, and Burkowski and Kadri are all going to be in the top six every single time. So that bottom six how does it fit together, AJ? What was that top six? McKinnon, Landeskog, Rantanen, Kadri, Burkowski, and then I just left six okay. open.
0: Great. That's, I just wanted to double-check what you did for that sixth spot there. Yeah,
1: left it open. Because
0: I think I think that's going to have a – I think that has a big effect on the rest of the lineup. Because if you put Donskoy there, you put Nemesnikov there, I think that that has a big effect on how that – you know what the bottom six looks like uh, as a result. Yeah. Uh, so I personally, I would prefer to put Donskoy uh, in that top six.
1: I think that's the most realistic option, or at least the one that they were doing most consistently before the the break in play.
0: And you know, we never got to see what the fully healthy right with the Nemesnikov and with Nemesnikov. Yeah, we never got to see what that looked like. So. Uh how he gets used, I think will be interesting as much as I've liked Nichushkin. I don't think that we need to mess with that when healthy um I think that it's it, he's been a, a revelation and he's carved out a role and all that but like we're talking about top six job you need to be able to produce some 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 offense and yeah you know donskoy and both Nemestikov are are higher scoring forces than then Val. And <clears throat> I think that Nachushkin on a, on a third line is a, is a good start. It, Especially if we do, if, if, if it really, I, I love the idea of a, of a third line combination of
1: Nachushkin, Comfort and Nemesnikov. A lot of, scoring ability for a third line there and yeah. you you bring in Nechushkin with you know his fantastic defensive play as well on that line Nemestnikov very solid all the way around and, and a smooth skater and then the comfort maybe the most inconsistent of the three but certainly very very solid third line player
0: yeah it- I think we would be less bothered by the comfer inconsistencies if we still didn't hold if we weren't still holding out some kind of hope for him that there would be more to his game. Yeah. And And I think if we just accept that who we're seeing is is more or less like that's basically who JT Comfer is, it becomes a lot easier to just appreciate what he is, where he is in his in his career and understand, okay, you know, this is a guy that's gonna give you He's going to give you a couple of big moments out of nowhere every so often. You know, he's going to give you some clutch goals. But the the hope that he would beat Chris Drury, I think we should probably let go.
1: I mean, honestly, that feels like the case for all three of those players. They can get by in the top six, but if you have them there every single night, it feels a little bit disappointing. So... Yeah, it's it's when you feel like that about a player, it's pretty easy to plug and place them on the third line and just let them go in in a not as big of a role, but one where they can still play to their strengths. For sure. So and
0: and I mean, just as a combination, that's a line that that causes problems. mm -hmm. Like, how do you attack that line? Because all three guys can skate. All three guys have a, have a little bit of a grit element to them, although Nachushkin, despite being the biggest... Is the least physical, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is the, is the least physical, but the most effective with his body. Yep. So, kind of a... Which is sort of an odd space to be, um, but all three guys have the kind of defensive metrics that are encouraging, you want to see. Uh and then, as we've seen, you know there's there's real offense there there's punch there so, so that that to me is a third line to love that's one that you can just wrap in a warm embrace.
1: I guess be happy. my question then there, is there enough faith in the defense that you trust it to be a shutdown line? One, you can throw up a line against a second line that's offensive that you can rely on in that regard. And in my opinion, it feels a little bit shy of that. It, I think that would be matchup dependent. Like say,
0: say you're playing Dallas. Where their second line is like
1: some just like, a bunch of dudes basically.
0: <laughs> like some like horror show with yeah. like Pabelski and Corey Perry, and you're like, what the hell is this? Right. I would take my chances there. Okay. Um a healthy St. Louis, you a know, Pittsburgh a healthy or Louis something, yeah. Where they've got where they've got like O'Reilly and Shen and Tarashenko and Schwartz guys that i'm forgetting for sure um i'm a little less comfortable with that yeah but in in nashville less comfortable with that but in terms of a that that would that would be one where i would i would pick and choose based on which team they were playing at the time sure how i wanted to use that third line because i hear what you're saying in that it's it's not one that you just automatically throw out there. You know, this is not like what Calgary did with Mikhail Backlund a couple of years ago. Right, exactly. Before he kind of pumped up his offense a little bit. And where they were just like, this is our defensive stopper. This is our hard match. And then we're going to put our top line out against somebody else's not top line. Yeah. Uh, because the Avs like to go uh, top versus, you know, best on best. Uh, it gives them a little bit of an advantage that they can use Kadri. Sure. On that second line to kind of move around and find those advantages and poke holes in opposing lineups, but not—I uh, I don't think it's significant enough that you have to get too cute with it. I—I I, I really like that third line combination, but I don't—you know—it's—it's it's not one where you're like, oh my god, this is
1: light years better than everybody else in existence. It sets up decently, nicely, going into the future as well. Obviously, there's the conversation about re-signing Nemesnikov or not, but you have Comper yeah. locked up. You have Nachushkin as an RFA that you know, the expectation is probably another prove-it type contract, prove that you can do it yeah. again. And then in the immediate, we'll see, but you also have Shane Bowers who can play center, ultimately probably working towards that third-line play position.
0: Yeah. Even more in the immediate, you have Martin Kaut that showed. Yeah.
1: You know, if you're sliding come for back to center or something like that, sure. Yeah, so he's in a he's in a spot, man. We should talk about him again because I I wonder if the contract rules will still apply. I was actually just thinking about that the other night too because he could be a legitimate difference maker for the ABS if they if yeah, they well, play him.
0: When you talk about when you talk about. Like a thirty man roster, he should totally be on the thirty man roster, one hundred percent. Like just without thinking about, but it's like, oh, if the if the contract or whatever, you know, and he plays, and and then they burn it for one playoff game or something. Anyway, we should have that conversation tomorrow. Yeah, but. It has been on my mind lately, so it's funny. It's funny you are also sitting around just randomly thinking about Martin Cowes contract. <laughs> These are the types of things we think about in our free right. time. So exactly, you you want to know why we're in this job? It's because that's a true statement for both of us. Yep, that we'll just randomly be like, "Oh, the birds, the bees, Martin Cowes contract."
1: <laughs> it's like that, uh, the meme of the guy and the woman in bed and the woman's like, I bet he's thinking about other women. And I'm sitting over there like, man, the Av salary cap is in such a good spot.
0: (laughs) Or the, uh, the old, the old hockey commercial where like the, the, it starts and it's like, it's like very like sensual. And the, the woman starts, she's in like a French maid's costume and she's like setting up the bedroom and lighting candles. And then, the The dude busts in through the door wearing full, full Flyers yeah. goaltender gear, yep. and he starts stretching. And he's like, <laughs> "What? You said fantasy." <laughs> like,
1: yep, that one's very good. There's actually, I've been watching the new one uh, that's out with Ovi. It's, I think it's for some stick or something, but I haven't seen it. It's a it's a goalie again who's dreaming and having nightmares of Ovechkin like teleporting around the ice and he wakes up and is like in a cold sweat and is like, Oh, it was just a dream and goes back to bed and then Ovi is sitting right next to his bedside and is like <laughs> go back to sleep. <laughs> Excellent. But anyway, as as we're a little bit I tracked off the rails there with some some fun hockey commercials, I guess. Um Yeah, I think the third line, not too hard to put together. It's, It's the fourth line that gets a lot tougher, which we will get into in the final period of the podcast. But first, the wait is finally over. DraftKings has brought legal sports betting to Colorado, and obviously there are a bunch of other things going on, but we have seen sports start to come back, whether it be Korean baseball, NASCAR. AJ's over there. He said he was watching tennis today, so sports are starting to come back and you can get some money on them and the action is just more fun when you have some skin in the game. This isn't some offshore operation. It is based here in Colorado, so you can be confident that your funds are secure with DraftKings Sportsbook and wherever and whenever. You don't even have to leave your house. You can just pop online and make your bets, even live in the middle of a game. And this weekend, they have an awesome event coming. Legend versus Legend. Tiger versus Phil on the golf course coming at you when you bet. You can bet up to 20 in a live bet and you will get a free $20 bet back for it. That's one of the things I've been super impressed with with DraftKings is they have some great opt-in deals that you can jump on at that site that are just awesome. You get free money to bet with. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up for a limited time. All new users can get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you $1,000 just to sign up when you use code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match. Each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1. 800 3rd period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Yes, Mr. Forpolo, I even got my Manscaped shirt right here, right on, repping it, repping it for the squad here. Well, the fourth line, do you want a fourth line that can manscape other teams, AJ? I suppose that's the question I should be asking. Because... Theoretically? Theoretically. All right, well, let's break down the options that they have. I think Matt Calvert is pretty much a lock. Calvert, I think,
0: is the only... I would agree. I I would say is is a hard lock. Like, no doubt about it. Could even put him on the third line if you really wanted to, and I wouldn't care.
1: Yeah, I... He's... That type of player where you know what you're going to get out of him every single game, the consistency is is key for him. If he's healthy, he's in your lineup.
0: That guy's got to be in your lineup.
1: Which realistically leaves us with, I would say, four legitimate options that could fill the last two spots in a healthy lineup. Now, so... Four, four guys.
0: You're saying Kamenev, Wilson, Nieto, Jost. Correct. Delmar, five spots.
1: Five. I get. Honestly, I wasn't even counting Kamenev. To be honest, I was going to say you. we yeah. can cut
0: Kamenev. We're back to four
1: pretty easily. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So,
0: but but that gives you an idea. There's five guys. Yep. Who all played? Who have all played meaningful games for the Avalanche before? Who could be
1: there? Yep. Damn. Depth. It it's it's solid um, I guess if we break it down positionally if we're not counting Kamenev Belmar plays center Jost in most cases you would much prefer to play center so if you're looking for a center it's likely one of those two the abs have moved to Jost to wing before and Belmar can play wing as well but you're not about to put Nieto at, at center or Wilson at center, realistically.
0: For sure. Uh, I think it's Belmar because this is what you brought him in for. Yeah. Like, I, as much as I say Calvert is, like, a hard block, I think Belmar's right there as well, where I, I just don't see them. A healthy lineup, I just don't see them scratching him. Like, Belmar's got... He's the lowest offensive caliber player that you have in your on your whole roster, including Jaminev. Yep. I would agree. Um you know, he had a career high in points this year. I went through uh this morning because again, this is just one of those things when you're thinking about something, you just want to look it up. You know, forty percent of his points this year came in four games.
1: And like two of those were against Vegas. <laughs>
0: So yeah And both of those games Were And two of those four games Were the Vegas games Yeah So He had nine Because he had nine points In those four games And he had 22 points On the year Yep So that is That is a lot of games That he played Where There's not a lot of Offense coming And that's like Hey You do not Get that guy For offense Right It's just not What he's there for Yep But He's not physical enough Uh, and he's not impactful enough in the other areas that you can just completely disregard what he brings offensively. Yeah. Where you just say, oh, I don't care. You've got to care a little bit. He's got to do something for you offensively. So, and he's, he's he's the lowest ceiling offensive player that you have on your whole roster. Yep. So that's tough for me. Like, that's... If he wasn't, uh, I, I would have him ahead of Jost because he is a significantly
1: better face-off guy. Yeah. I, and let's be honest with what you're trying to get out of your fourth line is pretty much just consistent shifts in puck possession, really. the Yeah. And he's going to win you more face-offs. He's rarely going to, to give up weak goals on the, the defensive side of the ice. And it makes your life a lot easier. When you look at the abs, you know, outside of one spot that you're not super locked in in your top six, the abs have eight of nine spots in their top nine that we've gone. Yeah, this is pretty easy. You put these guys in, you lock and load, and you let them run the show. Yeah. Your fourth line, you just kind of need not to hurt you.
0: Definitely. But it's also where, because of the depth that they have, I think that they have to get an advantage out of it. Sure. Like, you can have the expectations of, dear fourth line, please don't crush us. Yeah, Please don't take penalties. Please don't get hemmed in your own zone. Please don't get scored on. Sincerely, the other three lines. Yes. Like, (laughs) you can have that expectation, but because Colorado has the depth that they have, You know, because you're talking, like, Colin Wilson would be in a lot of lineups around the NHL. Yep. You know, uh, Matt Nieto is, we're going to see this summer when he goes into free agency. We're going to see this fall when he goes into free agency. He's going to have demand. Yep. Like, these are guys, you know, Tyson Jost is 22 years old and has the high draft pick uh, stigma going for him. So, it's just... I think they have to push
1: the advantage there.
0: Their fourth line should be better than most of the other fourth lines that
1: they go against. So, so. let's let's talk about that third spot on the fourth line then since we had kind of focused in on the center spot. Manietto, very experienced player at this point. Can mm-hmm. skate well, solid. He talked about it the other day. He scored two shorthanded goals in the playoffs for the Avs last year. Mm-hmm. And yet does feel like he's a bit on the outside looking in right now given especially the strength Tyson Joe showed after the deadline
0: yep that flash was so big for him
1: so because if
0: he didn't have that we wouldn't be having this conversation it would be Matt Nieto running away yep as it is I think it's Tyson jost but I don't know how long the leash is sure like Tyson jost when when Tyson jost is locked in and he's playing well I mean we saw it that last week of the season, we saw holy crap. Like this is a completely different guy. There's
1: definitely something there, yeah.
0: And you're and you're you're saying, look, even Matt Nieto's best games, he doesn't he doesn't impact the game like this. Right. He doesn't go out there and just dominate a shift. He doesn't go out there and and check a dude and steal the puck and create a scoring chance and then hit a post and you know smoke a guy in the corner because he's feeling feisty. Like you like Tyson Tyson Jost he was playing aggressive angry hockey and he looked so good
1: well and he's always had the underlying metrics to back it up as well his his yeah. shot suppression and shot creation numbers are well in the positive on both sides so and you know they've they've been
0: solid in his career and they took a big step forward into noticeable this season yep where you're like hey it's no longer like Plus 1% on offense and minus 1% on defense, where you're like, this is pretty much a neutral player here. <laughs> right. Like they those numbers were significantly skewed. Yep. And I think that's that's the difference, is that just you're still hoping that the upside is is there and that he can he can tap into that. And look, if you get three games into a series or whatever format they're going to use, you get three games into a seating or a round robin, and he hasn't done anything for you, then you pull him. Like it sucks, but you don't have time. The big thing is the big thing about whenever they resume and whatever format they resume it in, there's not going to be time. Yep. It's going any, from, from the any hit to the screen. drop. Yep to wait on a guy to come around a guy. You have to hit the ice skating full speed. Yep. There's, there is, there's no opportunity. This is, this is like the first week of the regular season, except it's the playoffs. Yeah. These games matter more than ever. You know, there's no working your way into anything. You've got to be high octane from the work. You go. need
1: to go to the Miko rant in school of, Returning and immediately scoring like a madman. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I would was agree it like with four that. Four points that night. Yeah, the three or four, it was insane. So, <laughs> learn Miko's secret and figure that out, and you'll just run straight to the cup. <laughs> that's right. You'll at least run straight to the next round. that's fair enough. <laughs> so. It looks like our inside line is probably Belmar and Jost for the last two. Yeah. Leaving Nieto, Colin Wilson, which Wilson's a bit of a weird one. Realistically, if you're putting him in the lineup, you're probably looking at him more as like a third-line player. Yeah. But they're off the lineup. Kamenev, Barbario, that's four extra players outside of your starting 20. So you're up to 24. Don't have to go too in depth here as we're wrapping up the show, but how do you round out that supposed 30 man roster then?
0: You'd want a third goaltender.
1: Sure. So take given your pick of him, Hutchinson or whoever. Yeah. Just gonna,
0: given that they got him, probably just go with Hutchinson as your third goalie to have around. Um,
1: so that's 25. And
0: then uh, where are we on the defense? You had Barbs you is your seventh. Yeah. As your seventh. Probably Connaughton as the eighth, sure. Um, just to practice and to be with the team. Maybe Timmons as the ninth, as a ninth, sure. Um, just just to have him with the team and practicing, and yep. doesn't doesn't change anything with the contract, any of that. Um. So then, so Timmons as a ninth defenseman. That's 26? 27. 27? Okay. If you count Connaughton as eighth, yeah. Okay. So twenty seven. I would probably also have Logan O'Connor.
1: Makes sense. And then you have two spots left.
0: Um maybe one more defenseman
1: and one more forward. So McDonald, presumably for defense. Yeah, McDonald or Lindholm.
0: And then you have I would I would pick I would pick McDonald, but I would understand.
1: And the AHL is done, right? So it doesn't the Eagles don't exactly. need bodies. You're you're not you're not caring
0: yeah. about the you pick this guy, and it's like you picked this guy, yep, so one uh, spot then, left
1: where this is the conversation about Martin Kout that I'm sure we'll have tomorrow, exactly, depending
0: on hey, like they there would need to be clarification on the rulings the with the
1: contract and stuff like that, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, because if they if they don't want to play him, then you don't even bother putting him on the roster,
1: yep, like you don't you take just... that
0: chance where you have to be in that position to do it you can
1: fill that spot with a magna or tynan or whatever at that point but. i would i mean at that point i would have.
0: yeah they won't it won't be Bowers. yeah like they won't they won't put in you know for the same reason that you don't with Kout in that you don't want to take the chance that you actually have to use that guy because if they weren't comfortable doing it during the regular season they're sure not going to be comfortable doing it during the cup run. right so. so it's probably Tynan, just
1: given Often. their use of him. Yeah. Barring clearance to play Kout, in which yeah. case, Cout is probably, in my opinion, the right decision, but we'll save that for tomorrow. Yeah. Um, okay. We are going to get out of here for today, though. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As always, plenty more coming up today on the live Twitch channel at 5 o'clock. We have DNVR Bets, which we will follow up at 6 with another prospect watch along with uh, Jan Mishak. I don't, that's probably not how you say his name. I'm going to be honest with you. It's close. Me, I, Mishak. I'm Mishak. Okay. Yeah. Working on it. I I, I I said I'll keep working on getting better at names today, but. It's it's going to be a slow process for me. Uh, either way, I didn't say my sack, so baby yeah. steps. That's what it looks like. Dude. I know. I know. You look at it and you're like, I really don't want to say this on it. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe Manscaped it works well with, I suppose. but <laughs> Like very select situations where you're like, this is fine. What's the problem here, guys? Either way. Tune in 6 p.m. to do another prospect watch along with AJ and I's thoughts, or if you just want to hang out and chat with us, you know we'll be around and chilling. So hope to see you then, and we will talk to y'all tomorrow on the podcast. StravaCraft Coffee is a rich CBD-infused coffee that you can purchase in K-Cups now for your Keurig, or you can also go with the original whole bean or ground options, and you can get 20% off when you purchase online and use code DNVR20. The CBD is non-psychoactive and it's been known to help all sorts of different aches and pains for many, many different people. So you can give it a try today and see what it does for you. Or remember, 20% off with code DNVR20. DNVR Avalanche with paper.